you are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow at Lockdown Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button. We are going to help you win some Dynasty championships this season. Leave us those five-star reviews. Help others find the show as long as they're not your league mates, Marcus, because that would be silly pants. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate because we want as many people listening to this podcast as possible, but I get it, right? If, you, if you're if getting good fantasy advice from someplace and you don't want to share, uh, you don't have to. But, uh, Kate, we've got some news that we're going to get to. We're also going to preview the Eagles and the Dolphins uh, as we get ready for the season. And before we do that, it's hard to believe, Kate, we're just one week away from football. It, it's finally oh here. God. Are you ready? It- feels amazing. I feel like I can fly. <laughs> I'm hearing colors. I'm seeing sound. Um, I like. I, I feel like I'm just so turned and so ready. We are ready. Um, and you know, like this this preseason, I think the NFL thought that they were going to uh, squash some of the meaning meaninglessness when they removed one of these NFL preseason games, but it doesn't seem like that actually was the case it feels like this preseason mm-hmm. was still uh relatively meaningless in the grand scope of things uh we had a lot of inconsistencies across the league in terms of uh how many starters got playing time etc so i think it's going to be really uh very insightful week one so while we're ready for the actual season to get here, we're going to talk about some guys that won't be ready. How's that for a segue? Uh, let's, wow. Yeah, I know. It's almost like we do this for a living. Uh, let's start <laughs> with the Baltimore wide receivers. Rashad Bateman and Miles Boykin uh, were placed on the injured reserve list. Uh, for you that are new to this rule, they only have to be on the injured reserve list for three weeks. They can come back off whenever. Um, but we will be without Rashad Bateman and Miles Boykin for the first couple of games. How does this change what we're doing with the rest of the Baltimore weapons? Uh, Mark Andrews to the moon. Yes, sir. Yes. Um, I I think this just all but solidifies the fact uh, you have this season-ending injury to your stud running back who uh, you were presuming the the team would ride into the playoffs. He is out. Uh, Your rookie wide receiver who was supposed to open things up in the receiving game for the wide receiver core in general, out. Um, there are two names that I want to ask you about in regards to the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Any interest in sending um, late late round rookie picks, like a, a fourth round pick for a Devin Duvernay, who mm. literally did not surpass the wide, re- wide receiver three mark once last season, but we've heard decent things through training camp. Is he worth a, a flyer? And I'm going to bring it back one more time. Sammy Watkins? No, like, are no, any okay. of these we can't guys? do no? that. Okay. No. We're, we're, we're completely out on Sammy Watkins. Now, <laughs> this is everything is prime for Sammy Watkins to have his usual week one explosion, right? Like, if you're ever going to start Sammy Watkins, start him in week one. Uh, 21 again. fantasy points in 2020. <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> start him week one against the Raiders, then immediately trade him. But... I kind of like Duvernay in like the deepest of leagues. He's clearly talented. He kind of plays the wide receiver position like a running back. I liked him a lot coming out of Texas, but 
I'm not sending anything away that's uber valuable just because we know the ceiling isn't really there. Uh, let's continue to move on. Nikhil Harry to IR. Bill Belichick says he's going to have a big role in the offense this year. Are you buying that? Um, I, I'm not sure that I am. Okay. Uh, we already know that uh, there. Nikhil Harry requested a trade. He's been frustrated with his role. Uh, I think the perfect way to maybe try to get some get some interest, drum up some interest, uh, is to note that Nikhil Harry is going to have a big role. Mm-hmm. I think that's a nice little catch and bait there from uh, Bill Belichick. But uh, again, to me, this just has me pivoting even harder towards the tight ends. Johnny Smith yep. uh, continues to get all of the opportunity that we could ever hope for. I agree. Janu is the guy you want to buy in this offense. I also think James White a little bit now, too, with Mac Jones being named the starter. Um, I'm kind of just in on everybody now except for uh, Nikhil Harry. All right, T.Y. Hilton has a backslash neck injury that involves an injured disc. Um, Frank Wright said he's not going to be back soon, uh, but they don't believe it's season-ending. Paris Campbell obviously has his injury concerns. Does this just mean Michael Pittman to the moon? I'm I'm interested in Michael Pittman. Only had two performances, uh, obviously in in his rookie season where he uh, surpassed that 15 point mark mm-hmm. in PPR leagues. Um, is definitely going to have the opportunity. It, somebody has to catch the ball. Um, you know, they're not. I, I don't project them to be overly pass heavy just because they do mm-hmm. have uh, a, a good defense, but. With Carson Wentz, he's going to have to lock in on somebody, and it's just a matter of of who. Uh, Carson Wentz has led the NFL in terms of targets to the tight end position over the last three seasons. You would imagine it's going to be a tight end. Hard to say who again, um, but Michael Pittman seems like the wide receiver most most primed to take over. Um, a role. And then I got to give a shout out to Kiki QT, who was cut by the Houston Texans, breaking my heart over yep. here. Yeah. Um, I, I really have always been a fan of Kiki QT. He's had uh, some monster fan, a, a couple, a couple of monster fantasy performances since the 2018 season. Um, and by that, I mean, uh, he's had uh, like four, um, four points above. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. five games above 15 fantasy points, uh, which isn't isn't great. No, it's not um, great. But he did get signed to the Colts practice squad, so maybe we'll see him elevated just because there's not a lot of competition there. All right, four quick Michael Pittman trades that have happened over the last week after this T.Y. Hilton news. You just give me your thoughts in each one. Uh, LaVisca Chenault for Michael Pittman straight up. Who would you rather have? Oh, 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 that's very, mm-hmm. oh. Oh, my goodness. Um, I would go with Chanel, but that's me. I would go with Chanel, but right. that, like I will say that's very close. Okay. Uh, the next one is Michael Pittman for Marquez Calloway, straight up. I'll take Michael Pittman. Okay, I would as well. Uh, Michael Pittman for Tyler Lockett, straight up. Tyler Lockett? It's a disrespect, okay. man. All right. It's just the targets are going to be there for Michael Pittman. And the last one, Michael Pittman for Mike Davis. I'll take Michael Pittman. Okay. Um, I'm not allowed to unless say I'm, Unless I'm a contender. Um, okay. If I'm a contender, I, I take Mike Davis just for the sole fact that um, he's he's going to touch the ball yep. plenty. Uh, 
I can't say anything contractually bad about Michael Pittman. We share the same agent, so uh, we need to move on. Uh, next one. <laughs> uh, this is a, a bummer. Irv Smith had meniscus surgery. It seems like he's going to miss the next four to five months, which means he's going to miss the season. The Vikings did trade for Chris Herndon, so the dream lives on. Any thoughts on Irv Smith before we move on? Uh, no, other than it's, it's a bummer. A bummer. Yeah, um, sucks. He had, he had finally sort of been primed to take over that that role with Kyle Rudolph departing town. Um, my biggest takeaway, though, for from this Irv Smith Jr. injury is Adam Thielen. Man, I'm mm. I'm really, 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 really interested in Adam Thielen, and um, he's somebody that people have all but left for dead. Yep. Um, Adam yep. Thielen led led the Minnesota Vikings in end zone targets by a mile last season, and now they have uh, effectively, you know, just funneled funneled some more to him. In my mind, uh, I, I just think that we're we're grossly underrating what Adam Thielen could do in twenty twenty one fantasy so a couple days ago we were talking about justin jefferson being the wide receiver one on dynasty league football there's a path now kate where he just leads the nfl in targets right uh it's that's a bold take for me who else is going to get targets in that passing game other than thielen and, and jefferson though i could see herndon getting his uh his fair fair shake but uh I mean, let's not forget that Dalvin Cook is a very involved sure. receiving running back. Okay. Um, we'll talk about Justin Jefferson maybe on a later show because I, I, I want to get back to that conversation. But uh, we're going to preview the Philadelphia Eagles. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Run Your Pool. Football season is back. Let's make the most, most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com. They are the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with your friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 30-30, and so many more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full-season playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike any other fantasy sports platform, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today and get your $10 off code at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use the promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in just minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. Game on. All right, Kate, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, They are absolutely uh, so fascinating this year from a dynasty fantasy perspective because... I don't think this team is going to be very You almost good. called them fantastic, I, didn't you? I almost did. It almost slipped out. Um, I'm not going to ever <laughs> do that about the Eagles. Uh, they're going to have a lot of guys that are like fantasy relevant, but this team might be really bad. Let's start with Jalen Hurts. He was officially named the starter over Joe Flacco and Gardner Minshew. I'm not sure how Nick Sirianni ever made that decision. But uh, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts this year? 
Um, I, I mean, I think as long as he's playing, uh, there should be no question about him being, you know, a, a quarterback one. He has a weekly start in super flex mm-hmm. leagues at the very least. Um, it, you know, maybe you don't feel quite as safe with him as a passer. He did have a down season in terms of his completion percentage. Um, but, you know, I do think he's going to have some healthier tight ends. It looks like he will have Zach Ertz for the season. Um, Devonta Smith, Jalen Raker, uh, hopefully will take that next step forward. I do think we are going to see him bounce back in terms of his efficiency as a passer. But, I mean, he he's already thrown for more 300-plus passing yard games than Lamar Jackson. So... I I had to throw that in there, but it I mean it I, I do think the upside's very high. It's it's one of these things that's really hard for me to to figure out, Kate, because last year in the three starts that he started and finished, other than that awful week seventeen game, he averaged over twenty eight fantasy points per game for a quarterback, and that's just absolutely insane. But it all he, goes back to the legs. It, it goes back to the legs, right? It's that Konami code, right? Being able to run the ball. The problem is. He's not a first-round pick, right? A first-round pick like in the NFL draft, which means he's not going to be locked into starting multiple seasons. Like, there's a great chance that we get to the end of the year and Nick Sirianni's just like, hey, we're we're three and whatever, three and ten. Let's see what Gardner Minshew has. There's just not that job security that these other first-round quarterbacks like Justin Fields, Trey Lance, uh, I mean, even Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, all these guys have way more job security than what Jalen Hurts does. But on a game-by-game basis, he's going to put up the same fantasy points as these guys, which it just makes it a mess. It's just so confusing. I don't know how to handle Jalen Hurts. If you had Jalen Hurts in a dynasty league, what would you do? I mean, I I hold Jalen Hurts at this point because I do think everybody else has that that same concern uh, regarding the potential longevity of Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback. I mean, there were even questions when they traded a, a conditional sixth round pick for Gardner Minshew. Right, right. There were folks that were just like, ooh, J- Jalen Hurts. No, like, I mean, it, I, that doesn't make sense. He's not, I mean, I, I wouldn't think he's going to get benched for Gardner Minshew, but I guess you never do. I don't think so either, but I like, I, I think the the reading the pulse obviously you have to as a dynasty manager when you're negotiating trades you have to send out the heat check sure you have to get a feel for uh, your potential trade partner but in general looking at the overall trends i would say that you know people are a little bit more nervous on jalen hurts and those who aren't are very very high on jalen hurts it just doesn't feel like a good time to um, to sell right now. I agree. But I would say that if if you have these insecurities about Jalen Hurts, what you need to do is wait until we see the production from a fantasy football standpoint. Um, once you see him producing points, that is your sell opportunity. I, I agree. And their early season schedule isn't that bad. Like, he could get off to a fast start. Now, the 49ers game is going to be rough, right? That's Or, excuse me, they play the Falcons early, so that's fine. 49er game is going to be rough. And then it's Dallas, Kansas City, Carolina. Like, that three-game stretch, you could put up say, some monster, monster numbers. So, I agree with you. That's the time to And also, it. the defense defense isn't fantastic, so they're going no. to have to – They're some, going to have to yeah, throw some, the ball. Yeah, there's going to be some high-scoring games there for the Eagles. 
Um, let's talk about the running backs because Miles Sanders is currently RB19 on Dynasty League Football. I'm just a little lukewarm about him. What are your thoughts on Sanders going into what, year three now? Oh, gosh. I, I went down a rabbit hole with this, Marcus. Um, it, Miles Sanders is a guy that I've never been particularly high on. Me neither. Um, but I do think that we might see the community be dipping on him, like right at the point where we really need to be taking a look back. He's kind of like the definition of post-hype sleeper for me at this point. Last season, at this time, he was being drafted as the running back 11. Mm-hmm. Um and he's dropped down to running back 24. Now he's being drafted behind Joe Mixon. Uh, so this is what's Well, we know your thoughts hole. on Joe Mixon. So that's, we know, that's not we fair. know, <laughs> we know, but this is, so this is my, um, this is my proof of, of this post hype sleeper uh, notion in dynasty. Miles Sanders, he is 24 years old. Joe Mixon, 25. Hmm. Miles hmm. Sanders, 421 touches. Versus Joe Mixon's 941. That is the seventh most touches among NFL running backs since Joe Mixon was drafted. So he has been, like, despite all the injuries, he has been very heavily utilized. Um, and I think that just that goes back to, um, you know, the, the efficiency argument. But even looking at these two side by side from a fantasy production standpoint, in their active games, we have actually seen uh, them finish as an uh, RB1, so top 12 running back. Uh, we saw Miles Sanders finish as an RB1 in 32% of his games to Joe Mixon's 36% of games. But you know what the kicker for me is? He's actually had a bit of a safer floor. He's been a running back three in just 46% of these games to Joe Mixon's 50% of active games. Hmm. Um, so this is this got me down the rabbit hole. Why, uh, and I need to know, why is Miles Sanders being drafted behind Joe Mixon in dynasty startups? It's probably because the touches have gone down, right? Like he, we saw 230 touches as a rookie. Last year, it was 192 touches and he was banged up. Uh, the efficiency dropped a little bit, 5.8 yards per touch down to 5.5. It's just how many receptions is he going to get with Jalen Hurts? Is Hurts going to dump the ball off to him? Is he going to get the goal line work? I agree. I think Sanders is a good buy low right now, especially once we get into the season and he's producing. But um, over Mixon, that's where I might have a little problem. I, I actually think I like just Mixon worth a little noting. Bit more. I like Mixon, Mixon a little more. Joe Mixon, uh, his career average in yards per touch, uh, 4.6, 4.6 yards per touch. And that Here's is the for the receiving gate. running back <laughs> that everybody so highly touts. That that should bump up your efficiency. Like if, if you are heavily used as a receiver, that should bump up your efficiency in terms of yards per touch. Uh, his career rushing average, just 4.1 yards per rushing attempt. <laughs> You're just such a Joe Mixon hater. It's it's hilarious. The thing is, when Mixon plays, he gets a ton of touches, right? Like, he's basically locked into, oh, I don't know, 18 carries a game and three receptions. But I would make the argument, I would make the argument from a dynasty perspective that I would prefer to have uh, the more efficient player because I, I'm looking for longevity at the position. Okay. I'll remind you when we're talking about Nashi about that. Uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, let's talk about the receivers. I don't want to spend too much time on Devontae Smith because we've talked about him a lot on the show. We're both fans. Uh, but Jalen Rager and Quez Watson, let's kind of group these guys together. Are these guys that you're targeting at all? What are our thoughts on you know these two receivers entering the year? Um, Quez Watkins, I think the buy window is closed, at okay. least for now. Uh, he's, you know, a player that I very like uh, as a as a prospect, um, very high on the speed. We saw that showcase there in the preseason. Very exciting and explosive dude. Uh, you know, if they get the ball in his hands this season, fantastic. But the issue is, um, you know, he doesn't have that high end draft capital mm-hmm. that's going to um, force him into the game. Maybe when he hasn't earned uh, you know, some, some extra playing time. He's less safe for me. I don't, I'm not really looking to acquire either of these receivers just based on the, the knowledge that, um, they are going to utilize Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz heavily. Um, they're going to get the running backs involved in the receiving game. Um, I'm just not, not super bullish on these wide receivers. And I think Devonta Smith is just He's already the clear wide receiver one for me. I don't think there's a lot of room for fantasy relevance in terms of the wide receiver two and three. I also wanted to quickly touch on Dallas Goddard. I mean, man, we were really hoping for this breakout season with, you know, maybe Zach Ertz moving on. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Kate. His his ADP has steadily gone up all offseason long, and I guess I just don't understand it. Even in the preseason, like Zach Ertz was getting more targets with the first-string offense. What do we do with Dallas Goddard? Um, I'm not looking to do anything okay. with him right now. Uh, if I if I am a Dallas Goddard manager, honestly, I might be looking to sell. Okay. Uh, if I'm looking to win now because i don't think he's going to outperform this current price i think if i'm in a dynasty league and i'm contending right now i think zach Ertz is probably the better buy um because mm-hmm. i do think at the end of the season he and dallas goddard are going to have a very similar target share um, i mean let's look one year ago in 2020 zach Ertz was the tight end five in dynasty startups Tight end five. Uh, he is one season. Re- he's one season removed. One, just one season removed from being a a, a tight end one, uh, a top five tight end. Uh, now he's being drafted as the tight end twenty. I just find it wild. Um, and I think, like I said, I think the gap between these two is not going to be very significant. So. If I'm looking to win now, um, maybe I go reach out to, and, and I have Dallas Goddard, maybe I reach out to the Zach Ertz manager, uh, get, you know, Zach Ertz plus for my mm-hmm. Dallas, Dallas Goddard shares, and I would be very happy. So on Dynasty League Football, Zach Ertz is currently tight end 24. Uh, a couple spots ahead of him at tight end 20 is Gerald Everett, who is 27 years old and has never had a season with more than 420 receiving yards. That one I don't get at all, right? Like, Zach Ertz is going to get you 400 yards this year in his sleep. And it's not going to be the sexiest 400 yards, but he's going to do it. I I just, I I agree with you. I think if you're wanting to compete now, Zach Ertz is a pretty good buy. Uh, Any other thoughts on the Eagles before we move on, or are we good? No, I think we're good. Okay. 
Uh, all right, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. It's that time of year again as all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron, ready to start the season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available to you this season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Also want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Kate, let's talk about the Miami Dolphins and the, the biggest story surrounding this team is obviously this Deshaun Watson trade that's just kind of hanging over the franchise. First and foremost, do you think Watson will eventually end up with the Dolphins? I, I'm, I'm very puzzled by this whole... Like, puzzled is the only word I can use to, to describe what the Miami Dolphins would be doing here. Yep. I, I genuinely, um, it doesn't make sense to me just from a, uh, like, a football standpoint. I, like I'd love to hear your thoughts because I'm... I think it's the owner pushing for it, right? Because it doesn't make sense from a front office or a team building thing. Like, this team is ready to compete right now. So why trade your starting quarterback and multiple other picks for a guy that has all these issues and probably won't be able to help you this year. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not, it, it's just a very, um, obviously if there is a trade that happens, they're going to have to offset the risk somehow. Cause if, if there's, you know, any sort of question regarding his, uh, criminal investigation, I mean, there could be a chance he never plays football yeah, again. I agree. Um, and the issue is that the Houston Texans are asking for multiple first-round picks. Doesn't sound like they're super interested in, uh, you know, providing the their trade partner uh, a lot of insurance for yeah, their yeah. pick. I don't think this move makes sense for the Miami Dolphins, especially when you're a team who um, just literally, uh, you know, months ago had the number three overall pick um it, it i'm i'm so confused i'm, I'm confused, so confused yeah. what this is you had a chance to uh you know if, if you didn't feel like tua was the guy you had a, a shot to um you know try to make something happen um and and you passed that up that would have been a great opportunity to uh, give the Texans their their pick back. Uh, <laughs> it literally was the Houston Texans pick. You could have just given it back to them, um, but you didn't. And that it's I, I don't know. Strange. I, I I don't foresee anything happening this year, right? Like, there's really no reason for the Dolphins now that we're a week away from games to to make this trade. 
roll with Tua. If Tua's bad, okay, then you can make a trade next year. You've got a lot of assets. We haven't even seen Tua. Right. That's what is is absolutely maddening to me. It's just you draft this guy number five overall. You have a top three pick in the following season. You trade it away. Um, and then you're ready to to make this move for a very, uh, very risky asset. It just doesn't seem to make sense to me. So I'm... It's, I'm buying the dip on Tua, if I, anything. I, I'm the same way. Can I can I touch on the running backs really quickly? Because I actually have a fairly strong take on this one. Um, I would not be making a move for Miles Gaskin or any of these running backs unless you are so desperate in a win-now window. I mean, Gaskin is the only one that maybe has some value. But even then, it sounds like the, the Dolphins want to use a committee. It seems like... <laughs> They really tried to upgrade this position this offseason. Like, they were going to be a non-Aaron Jones if he was a free agent. That didn't happen. He got re-signed by Green Bay. They wanted Javante Williams, but the Broncos traded up uh, a couple spots ahead of them. It's pretty clear they don't love their running backs, but they kind of got sniped, you know, in free agency and the draft. So, I think this is a team that's going to be looking to improve this position this offseason. I don't think they're sold on any of these guys. So I'm probably going to just be out because they're going to cycle through a lot of backs this year, and I think next year they're going to have a full-time starter. So uh, any thoughts on Gaskin, Ahmad, Malcolm Brown? Yeah, it doesn't it, – I mean, none of these are, are overly appealing for me. Um, okay. I, I think that, you know, even in the preseason, we saw them rotate through these backs, didn't really see a whole lot in terms of um, – there there was really no information about who won out that job, really. Yep. Um, I don't think anybody shined particularly above the rest. Malcolm Brown, um, the, the stat line wasn't there. But, um, you know, I think Ahmed and Gaskin looked more the part than Malcolm Brown did. But, of course, Malcolm Brown's going to come and get these, uh, you know, a, a plenty of goal line touches. The backfield's a mess, and I think we, you know, we already projected that this team was going to draft a running back this year. Uh, they didn't, and I think maybe we'll we'll just look for them to do so next season. So I'll I'll sell while I still have some value I, for I agree. any of these guys. All right, let's move on to the receivers, and this is the way we're going to do it. I'm going to ask you a couple questions, and you just give me your response. So. Uh, which of the receivers between Waddle, Parker, and Fuller Fuller finished with the most receiving yards this year? Willer. Willer. I like Will Fuller. Willer. Uh, Who who finishes this season with the most touchdowns? Oh, Jalen Waddle. Who finishes with the most targets? Will Fuller. Who's the receiver that you want on your dynasty team? Will Fuller. Will Fuller. I agree. Uh, Fuller doesn't have the longest air. He doesn't have the most dynasty value long-term. I do think he's got the, the most value this year. It, does it feel weird that Waddle, basically the Dolphins traded two first round picks for Jalen Waddle. They drafted him at number six and I'm just not all that excited from him from a dynasty perspective, right? Like it just, I don't know. I've seen people rank him ridiculously high and I just, I don't quite get it. It feels like Henry Ruggs all over again. It does feel like Henry Ruggs. I think, um, you know, the, the ceiling with Waddle uh, could be very high, but I also, like, I, I think the floor with uh, Devonta Smith is a lot safer. Uh, looking at the production for Jalen Waddle at Alabama, 
he was not productive with Tua under center. Um, he was really only productive once we saw Mac Jones take over that job. Um, literally, at Tua went down with injury, Mac Jones came in, and then we started to see right. Jalen Waddle blossom. There are plenty of question marks here, but for me, um, as a dynasty manager, I think Will Fuller and and Jalen Waddle have similar upside, at least in the coming two seasons. Um, obviously, Will Fuller, he's on a one-year deal. I, I have to imagine that, you know, let's say the, the Dolphins do trade and acquire Deshaun Watson. I think they would make some effort to extend Will Fuller. Get the get the band back together, so to speak. Um, but I just think the upside is so high for Will Fuller in games where he has seen five or more targets. He's averaging, uh, I think, right around seventeen PPR points per game. So now we, we yes, didn't you can talk about the injury Watson, questions, right? That's with Deshaun Watson. That's that's the only part that's tough for me, right? Is because how is he going to play with a new quarterback? That's fair. Well, maybe a new quarterback, right? Maybe a new quarterback. Maybe a new quarterback. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, all right, that's the that's the Miami Dolphins, unless you want to talk about Mike Gusecki. He's currently tight end 12. He's fine, right? Like, he's a low-end tight end one. He's not all that exciting. He's in a contract year. Yes, and I think, uh, so for me, it, he's a guy that I'm out on because I think we already know. We know what he is, we right? know what We know what he is, and we've seen what he's done when he's leading all tight ends in number of routes run and he's a low end tight end one that's just what what he's performing as and that's fine uh but i do think that the price for him is always going to be a little higher than i'd like to pay i think it's always going to be because he had a, a great you know athletic testing chart and you know go to mock draftable he looks like the best tight end ever but he's just not that guy uh all right that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in uh, you can always you can download the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you next time.